five key principles critical to your business's future, and a bonus. Every day is filled with choices. You're here because you're choosing to start with a win. Get ready to be inspired, learn something new, and connect with the Win Nation. And welcome to another episode of Start With a Win. Adam Canto, CEO here in the remote studio. I've got producer Mark. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I am doing so good. We had some serious dance moves on that roll Oh, yeah. That's, uh, you know, the special Start With a Win dance. I like the Start With a Win dance. It was funny. It kind of got me warmed up here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get some blood flowing and get your yeah. mind in a right, happy, positive place. I, I like it. And I mean, there's no one here to look at me. It's just you because <laughs> yeah. we're on Zoom. Exactly. So no worry about the peer pressure of looking like an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I look like an idiot all the time. So I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Hey, Mark, I got an idea. Yeah. So I, I get asked these questions all the time. What should we focus on right now in our businesses? Because our businesses now are different than they used to be. Mm-hmm. So what should we focus on now and tomorrow and the biggest opportunities presented the business? So I have a, a little list for us to share. Who doesn't love a good list? You know, kind of simplifies things and solidifies things. I love it. There we go. And, and I have a quote to go with that also, by the way. So who doesn't love a good quote to go with a good list? Yeah, let's do it. You ready? Yeah. All right. It is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent that survives. It is the one that is most adaptable to change. Ooh, that is a great quote. Yeah, yeah. Everybody quotes that to Darwin, but he actually didn't say that. But when you look at the evolution that he studied and the things that he came out with in all of his writings, it kind of summarizes that. It it says it with that one quote. Hmm. So basically, you don't have to be strong. You don't have to be smart. You got to be able to adapt to change. Not stuck in your ways. Oh, hello. Yeah. Able to move on from how things used to be done. To how they're done now. (laughs) That's right. So let's dig into this five key ideas here. The first one is emotional leadership, emotional leadership. So this has to be emotional leadership of the customer, of the employee, of the shareholder, of the community, because you're a leader. You're an emotional leader. Businesses are emotionally driven. Business decisions are made emotionally. Everybody is like, oh, they're like 90% emotional, 10% logical, or there's, there's, everybody has in their mind some ratio that they divide up of emotion and logic. But here's a reality. We are 100% emotionally driven human, human beings. And if we want to go back and justify something, then we look for logic to do so. Mm. Your emotional leadership has to be solid solid. And and there's a lot of writing out there now on this, particularly now when you look at like the um, business roundtable went from being shareholder-based to stakeholder-based. Why? Because of the emotion of the internal parts of the organization drives the profitability of the organization. So if you don't have a uh, business that is committed to being amazing and the employees and the customers having great relationship together, shareholders don't benefit. You take a step back and you go, how can we emotionally charge this organization with emotional leadership in order to create higher levels of success for the organization? Hmm. So can you give me some examples of some emotional leadership? 
Sure. So let's take COVID for instance. Let's let's just take the COVID situation. What was the number one thing that customers wanted to know during COVID? They didn't want to know that you had great benefits and services for them. They didn't want to know you had a great product. You know, they wanted to know that you cared about them and they felt safe. Mm-hmm. That you were listening. Yeah. 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 You, you'll notice on the marketing, everybody stopped feature dumping in marketing. I mean, granted, 75% of businesses stopped marketing because they needed to save the money. But what did that do? That kind of cleaned up the airwaves a little bit. There wasn't as much feature dump noise going on out there. And then businesses started coming out saying, hey, we care. Mm -hmm. We care about you. We care about your family. We want you to feel safe here. That's an emotional bond there. That is emotional leadership in an organization for not just the customers, but the employees. Because he, you know, if the employees aren't willing to come to work, you you don't get customers. Right. So it's it's kind of interesting when you look at it. If you can reverse engineer uh, consumer emotion into a business plan, that's a win. 100%. All right. So one, emotional leadership. One. Do we get a sound for one? <laughs> I don't think we have a, a one sound. Do you remember on uh, Sesame Street when Count Dracula would count? One. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. And then you hear like thunder and stuff. Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm not quite count dracula oh there we go all right we're getting some fun sounds in there there you go all right what's number two number two <laughs> digitization digitization it's kind of a fun word to say it is a fun word to say it's a long word it is what does it mean what does it mean it means can you do what you need to do with my business digitally. Take, for instance, uh, let's take a real estate transaction. We've seen uh, a fair amount of digitization movement in a real estate transaction during COVID. Most of it had to do with, okay, what happens in person versus what happens on video? And then how do we combine this entire chain of uh, value, the, the customer experience chain together to create this flow of digitization for communication, for marketing, for the transaction itself, uh, how do we do all that virtually where any information flows over the airwaves to an iPhone, to a laptop, whatever it might be, in order to complete the transaction? So when you look at how does your business work? You know, obviously if you have a product, a hard product, consumer product goods, something like that, you know, like uh let's see, uh toilet paper was a big seller during COVID. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if you need some toilet paper and you're not going to drive to the store to put your hands on it and take it home, how do you get it? Well, um, this guy named Jeff Bezos made that possible through digitizing that purchase. Mm. So how how are other things being digitized, both for the um, you know the consumer experience as well as how employees are working? Because there's a lot of work from home now too. Yeah, I, I want to say, would you say to like maybe systemization within that digitization? Because I find too, like I use, I've been taking like say a manual process that we've, we've been doing, right? And I, I digitize that and systematize it. And then it allows us to be more efficient with less people and uh, gives us more time. I think anything you can build into a system and then keep it in the palm of your hand, you're going to speed up the process. You're going to create efficiencies with. Yeah. So absolutely on your, your digitization, because what we were able to measure things quickly as well. 
anything that's digitized, we're able to measure. Anything that's a hard movement, hard goods, it's hard to measure. Mm-hmm. But di- digitization, you can measure how long it takes to do it, it, how long it takes to get there, how long it takes to get back. How long does it take to read something? How many words can you minimize number of words, things like that? So yes, I mean, as far as the ability to create massive efficiencies, but ultimately when it comes down to it, it was created to give the customer experience the feeling of safety and convenience, mm. the feeling of safety and convenience in order to, to do that. So it makes the, the consumer's life more efficient also. So how do you digitize your business. I mean, you and I used to get together and sit face to face and set up lights and cameras and all sorts of stuff in order to do this podcast. Right now, we're looking at each other over the airwaves. I think you're in your basement. I'm in my basement. We're all good, man. We're digitized. (laughs) We are digitized. Okay. So then the third, what do we got for number three? All right. A third principle critical to your business's future This is really interesting because a lot of businesses have always been stuck in their ways of, oh, that's how we've always done it, things like that. That's not being agile. When you think about the word agile, you're able to quickly move in order to adapt. So the third one is agility. And it's it's not extensive, but it is very, very concise in what it means. So third concept, third principle for your business needs to be in your business plan. How am I being agile to adapt to the changing environment, because I got news for you. It's going to continue to change. Mm. Are you agile, Mark? Yes, very agile. I, I think, too, in order to be agile, you have to be essentially open-minded to things that are coming down. I think one way that I do that is I'm always kind of keeping a pulse on what's going on in the world, right? Like, for instance, I, I think TikTok, right? Is a good example for me right now. If I think about it, I've been monitoring it, you know, and I've been kind of just keeping an eye on it, seeing how things are are going, talking with my team about, all right, like there's another thing here, you know, do we jump on it or do we just continue to kind of see how things are coming along? And then at some point, be ready to jump on it and and get on it. You know, some people are super early adopters, but there, I feel like there's some people who miss the boat completely because they're not agile enough to just pivot and start creating content specifically for a platform or something like that. Totally agree. Yeah. It's, I, I think both being educated, open-minded and willing mm. to make mm. the change are, are huge in this because so many businesses, they get comfortable and they get complacent. And as a result, they lose their agility. Yep. So certainly something that everybody learned. I think I think everybody learned this once COVID smacked them in the face, and mm-hmm. and we had to we had to be agile. You look at restaurants; they massively had to shift what they're doing. You know, any sort of retail establishment that did not sell anything that was essential massively had to change, and we we saw a lot of businesses adapt very quickly to that. So. Number three was agility. Number four, number four, presence. Presence. Not the kind you get from Santa Claus? Not presence with a T, presence with a C, (laughs) my friend. So this principle. Presence, I mean, being present, Mm -hmm. no, not putting a bow on your head, but being present, not being a present. This is a big one because let me give you a quote here, Mark. A quote that you've heard me say this before, presence creates trust. Mm-hmm. Presence creates trust. And that's important when you think about the the business-consumer relationship. 
Because what happened when COVID rolled in is 75%-ish of businesses stopped marketing. They stopped putting their, their voice out there. And consumers immediately forgot about them. I mean, a good test for this is, what was the restaurant you went out to eat at before COVID, before the lockdown? And most people can't tell you. Yeah, that's true. It's because they didn't stay present in your mind. You got overwhelmed. You got overrun with noise. All we were looking at was numbers. How many deaths, how many new cases, you know, whatever it might be here, there, wherever, is it going up? Is it going down? What's going on with the stock market on it? What, what's the news got to say? It overwhelmed us. We have the ability to block out things that are not immediately concerning to us in our brain or immediately desirable to us in our brain. And if you left the conversation and you didn't maintain your presence, you got forgot about. So in the reemergence from COVID, there's going to be a race for mind share. There mm-hmm. is a race for mind share right now, by the way. Yeah. It's not market share. Mind share leads to market share. So this presence has to get there. We, we've always heard in sales, the, the KLT, no like trust process, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to go through this. Okay, you got to go through no, they have to get to know you. They have to learn to like you. And then they have to trust you in order for you to do a transaction with them because you're their trusted advisor for this transaction and this product, or they can go find somebody else. There's a speed to trust right now. Presence creates trust. Bottom mm-hmm. line. If presence is not one of the principles your business is heavily engaged in right now, be it through video, because people want to see you digitally present, Mm -hmm. digitally transparent, you're missing out. So presence. Presence. I think that's super powerful. And just one of those things that I think people think forget about when they get caught up in their businesses, when they get caught up in the day-to-day and they're just trying to survive, they don't think about like, how can I be present for my customers? How can I be present for uh, potential customers? And I love that one. Exactly. So uh, that's number four. Number five. Number five. This one is big for me. I, I love this. In fact, um, it's written on your shirt right now, Mark. Kindness. 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 The fifth principle that mm. needs to be deployed in your business. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is nobody cares about your to-do list. Nobody cares about you feature dumping on them. They don't care about the features and benefits of your business product or service until they know that you are a kind organization. We've made a massive shift in society. There was a lot of noise. There was a lot of advertising. There was a lot of race to the bottom going on in different places. This is a race to kindness now. Mm -hmm. Race to kindness. And that's important to society in inequality, in caring, in being good to people as a human being, would you treat them how you would treat your your baby with kindness? Because we're kind, we're kind to babies. We're kind to babies. Mm-hmm. Have a place in your heart for your customer too, and and care about them, care about their family, care about their safety, care about their health, their welfare, their families. Because if you don't, they don't care about your business. And I mean genuinely. I mean, genuinely, don't be fake with this. Be a good part of your community where your business is. I don't care if you're in, I mean, we're in 110 different countries, but I care about our customers as a human being. I wear that on my sleeve. I put it out there all the time. It's in our values. People, I'm going to use another quote here. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the reality there. 
I, I think too, it's just like find ways that you can learn empathy. I think that's a big thing too, right? We get so caught up in our bubbles and our little echo chambers that we don't ever think to maybe step out of that in order to see the views of somebody else and change the way that we view those things, you know? And I think that's one thing, having little kids, you know, I think it's one of those things like, how can I teach them how to be empathetic? You know, when they see a homeless person, they say, oh, that guy's homeless and dirty. Or, hey, do we go to a homeless shelter and feed some of these people so that they can start to see, oh, wow, like they're a human being. They're having a difficult time in life. How can I love them? And it really humanizes them. And I think getting out there, trying to find ways that you can show kindness and relate with other people, I think is, is very powerful. I agree. And it, when you look at it, what, what is kindness? Kindness is deploying love. It's deploying love. Mm. Love is an intentional act. You have to be intentional with it, meaning you have to look at somebody and go, I want to be kind to that person. When you, when you think about that, when you see another human being, you have to think, I want to smile at them. I want to do something for them. I want to hold the door for them. I want to greet them. I want to give them something, a hug, lunch, or just, you know, a conversation of, of caring. But I mean, the reality is you got to be intentional here. Your business has to be intentional. Love is a verb. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I need a shirt that says that, man. <laughs> love is a verb. Love is a verb. Yeah, you have to love them. And people always... They always use the the word love. They were like very guarded with it. Why do we have to be guarded with that? Mm. I don't know. It's a good question. That's the fifth one. So let me let me recap these. Then I have a bonus for you. Whoa, a bonus. So principle one: emotional leadership. Principle two: digitization. Principle three: agility. Principle four: presence. Principle five: kindness. And here's the bonus. The bonus. A drum roll, please. Video. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say video? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> the two things, kindness and video, is <laughs> your trademarks. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. If you don't have the have video built into your business, immediately you're not present you have no way of showing your kindness. You're certainly not agile. You're not digitized. I mean, come on. This like pulls all these things together. The okay? bonus is like the, uh, yeah. If you do the, if you do the bonus, you, you encompass all the others. Wrap it up. Yes. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the, the bonus. And people ask me, how much video should I be doing? Well, if you haven't been doing video, you need to do one a day. They're like, what a day. I can't do that. Yes, you can. And you know what? They're going to suck. They are going to be horrible. And you got to be in them because nobody wants to just see words flash across the screen. They want to see a human being because they want to see your smile. Here's a pro tip. Start your video with a smile. End it with a smile. Start with a smile. End with a smile. Why? It is emotional currency. Your smiles are emotional currency. Yeah. And, you know, listen, if anyone out there is listening and you want to see how that's done, uh, Adam leads by example. So go on to Facebook and uh, follow Adam because uh, you could see a lot of different ways how to incorporate doing a video a day or, or whatever that looks like. Uh, so if you need that inspiration, Adam, dude, thank you so much. I think this podcast was great and I think it's going to uh, hopefully inspire people to take a look at their businesses and then give them the tools and keys they need to succeed. 
I love it, buddy. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Start With A Win. Uh, if you'd like to ask Adam a question, you can always call our hotline, 888-581-4430, and leave a voicemail. Uh, we may or may not play that on our show, but hey, you can uh, put in a question there. Uh, hey, go on to iTunes, subscribe, write a review, and uh, rate the show. It helps us get the word out and reach more people. And we also have a lot of great content over at startwiththewin.com. Uh, Adam has other things he's doing like mind body business and some other things like that. You can get some great resources over there uh, and head over to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, follow us. We thank you so much for your time. We hope you're staying healthy and sane. And until next time, remember, start with a win. <laughs>